Welcome to Deep Dive Report. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. We are back for another week of discussion of the lovely NFL season that has now reached, I want to say, its halfway point. Uh, so I am joined by a full squad today. I got Michael Hayward reporting out of Denver. I got Mike Karen reporting out of Buffalo. And I got DeWitt Fiala reporting out of Tampa. So we're going to quickly go over uh, the previous week, which was week eight. It's crazy how time's just flying. Um, but yeah, before we begin, uh, does anyone have any call-outs at all as far as um, week eight recap? So Mike, Karen, I'll start you off in Buffalo. You want to start off with any uh, recaps or call-outs? I mean, going through last week, it was a crazy week. It's another one of those, you know, can't take anything for granted. Uh, you know, Titans got bit. Packers got bit. Um, you know, we watched basically Cam Newton's career kind of come crashing down. Um, Rams got bit. And, you know, it was just a very odd week, but we've seen that all year. And. Uh, I don't. I, th- I think it's going to start kind of evening out. Your teams are going to separate, you know, around Thanksgiving, make that stretch run. But right now, it, it's still just kind of a mess. Yeah, I agree. It's it is kind of a mess, but I think we could say we can start to eliminate some teams um, going forward. So I guess I don't uh, know. The Jets still have a chance. Jets still have a chance. How about the Giants? Giants still have a chance. Hayward. <laughs> no, they were they were done before week one started. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, they, their their chances are about the same as they were, you know, before the season, which is zero. Um, now, not, nothing really much new to say about the Giants except uh, Daniel Jones is uh, he's got eight weeks to decide whether he wants to be a starting quarterback next year or not. Um, it's yeah. been pretty. It's been pretty widely reported across all outlets how bad he played, right? We all kind of watched how bad that kid played last week. And that's that's the bottom. Like that last week was kind of the rock bottom watershed moment for many Giants fans. So uh he's got he's got eight weeks, clock is ticking. If he wants to be a starting quarterback, uh then everything is still technically in his hands. Um, but I'm I'm not optimistic about it. So yeah, same old. Yeah, and I know we're making fun of the Jets and Giants about them being done already, but I mean, we can officially say the tombstone was pretty much set on um, New England. I know, uh, Karen, you'll probably disagree to a certain extent, but I think New England. No, by now, I mean, yeah. You said by now, okay. So, okay, so it's so, official. That was, that was a that was a big game that they just lost. Okay, so stamp of approval. They're they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dewitt. Um. Yeah. For me, it's you know we're getting to that point of the season where some of those teams that started. Hot in a weird opening to a season, you know, stranger than most due to COVID. Um, some of those teams that started hot um, are proving themselves to be fraudulent at this point. You know, you look at Cleveland. Um, Cleveland of all teams started hot, and now they're showing their true colors. They're not very good at all. <laughs> um, and I think Corinne was correct. You know, this is kind of the breaking point. Um, into November where you're going to start to see some real teams separate. One thing I did see though, kind of, well, you know, going off the COVID thing is, you know, and, and Mike Hayward, this is right up your alley, but the, the rookie receiver class, the rookies in general are kind of starting to gain their footing a little bit, but the rookie receiver class seems to really be making an impact now for teams. Yeah. Mm, I would and, agree. Uh, I agree. You know, not- notably T Higgins is really stepping up. We're seeing Brandon Ayuk. In, in San Francisco doing things. Um, Justin Jefferson. 
Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, even Rager. Yeah, you, Jalen Rager. Yeah, yep. he just came back. You know, so a, a lot of those guys are really cl- Chase Claypool for sure. Um, <laughs> it, Pittsburgh. Just, <laughs> it, that highly touted class is really starting to to gain a footing, contributing. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think you, I think you should also call it the running backs too. You got a lot of rookie running backs by default that are now getting some some uh, playing time, right? From the Dobbins of the world. They looked a little more rough, though. But yeah, 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 that is true. But I think all running backs have looked a little rough, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah that, that's surprising. That you'd think a running game would translate more with a limited offseason, but maybe the lack of contact in the preseason took that it took a little while to get going. Uh, I'm guessing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you got the three rookie quarterbacks now getting time. Tua had a really rough first game, despite the, the win against the Rams. That that was bad, but you know, he, he gets time to to show what he can do. Herbert's doing his thing, Burrow's doing his thing, and I mean, that might be what Burrow is going for. I don't know, but he's uh, making plays and, and, and balling out, throwing to some giants out there. Cincy, that was the big surprise game of the weekend. I, well, you know who had a tough game? Uh, Mr. Lamar Jackson, as me being a Ravens fan. That was really tough to watch. So as we're giving praise, right, I can definitely say Lamar had a dud um, <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, Steelers undefeated, the only undefeated team, which will be interesting going forward. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I agree it's with tough her. bunch to look good against. Yeah. It's a tough bunch to look good against. Yeah. Yep. And so, the next, time it's, next time it's fourth and two. Just, just give it to Dobbins and call it a day. <laughs> so well, you got to be able to put the ball up at some point. But I, th- I think um, Hayward, you were talking about how the Giants, everybody did their job except the quarterback, and that's kind of what I felt watching Baltimore. Even though I mean Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. defense is really good, then again, so is Tampa's. But it's still kind of the same thing. Where like we we need something here, and it's, it's not. They ran the ball well. I mean, so there is some merit to that. They did everything well. The defense played well. Just if, if, if you have an offense that can do one thing and one thing only, teams are just key up on it. You know, and, and to that point, I think, you know, they should really start working off the play action more like last year, you know, kind of like the way Tennessee does. If they're going to, I mean, in a game where they actually are running the ball effectively, which has been kind of hit or miss for Baltimore. I think they rushed for 265 yards. Um, you'd think there would be some plays there uh, to be had in the play-action game, wouldn't you, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's funny you say Mike got two mics responding at the same time. Yeah. So we got to start. <laughs> got to go by last name, DeWitt, just so you know. Um, okay, so, but look, DeWitt, I, I agree with you, but I also think that uh, Steelers game was probably the first game of the year. I mean, unless you count the Texans, but I, I would really want to say the Steelers game was the first game in the year the Ravens actually just just ran the football down, you know, their opponent's throat. And I'm like, oh wow, the running game is back, you know, minus Ingram to Hayward's point, you know, just get the ball to Dobbins and Gus the Bus Edwards. He was doing well, you know, as well. But Lamar, <laughs> it just seemed like anytime there's a situation where okay, now we're going to pass the football. I mean, he just made some really poor, poor decisions. Yeah. Now, now, behind the scenes, I'll say this: behind the scenes, uh, in the locker room, you know, there's a, there's been some complaining about Greg Roman's play calling. He doesn't call enough seam routes. He doesn't call enough down to you know down the field, you know, throws. Um, but yeah, I mean, but to your point, DeWitt, more of play action. But I, I I really just think you know Lamar was just off that game. 
It was just a strange game. I mean, the pick six really hurt, right? That's that's the difference in the scoreboard. But rarely do you and see fumble. a team. Right, and, right, right. The fumble. And, and, and again, that goes to like, rarely do you see a team outgain the other team literally two to one and lose the game. And that's what happened. I think Baltimore had 457 yards and Pittsburgh only had 221. I mean, Pittsburgh was pretty stagnant on offense. Yeah, like they, they they put like Pittsburgh put a few drops drives together, I guess in the third and fourth quarter, kind of when they had to. Uh, but I mean, I guess the numbers, I think the total yardage numbers numbers reflect the turnover di- differential, right? I mean, when you that's exactly when, what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like the when, yardage, I mean, Baltimore beat them up and down the field on both sides of the football, and the turnovers were the difference. Yeah, absolutely. You, your offense doesn't have to doesn't have to get very many yards when you get you know, when you're plus four in turn or turnovers. You just yeah. you just have to be. I don't think Pittsburgh wants to see him again necessarily. Well, it'll, it'll <laughs> happen. It'll happen in two weeks. It'll happen. <laughs> I, I think they do. It'll happen in two weeks. They're happy giving up the runs. Yeah. If they can just force Lamar into those passing situations at some point, and I think they're ready for it. And, and look, I don't um, think Ben does. I don't think Ben wants to see the Ravens. But I think <laughs> yeah, right. And Ben wants a buffet. And by all means, as a you know, as a Ravens fan, I think I shared the sentiment with a lot of Ravens fans. The, the biggest worry was, okay, we know Lamar's not going to have the same stats as last year. We know the Ravens are not going to go fourteen and two. I think my prediction was twelve and four, which d- that could potentially happen given their week schedule. Um, but it's kind of weird in a way. We're f- frustrated with Lamar's performance, but I know the sentiment throughout Raven Nation, for the most part, the true fans. I'm not talking about like just the bandwagon fans. Was pretty much. We hope that even though Lamar won the MVP last year, we hope that, you know, he can kind of stay humble, kind of, you know, be reminded, hey, you still need to work on X, Y, Z. You know, you still have a lot that you need to do on your game. So in a sense, it's kind of like, you know, you want Lamar to have, you know, this rough game. This rough game actually happened, in my opinion, against the Chiefs. We're like, all right, Lamar, you, you, you took a beating, you know, bounce back. But then, you know, we just had the Steelers game, which was probably worse than the Chiefs game. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that. There's light at the end of the tunnel with Lamar, but this this was I would probably say truly the the first game Lamar just literally cost the football team the game. Well, they don't lose I a have, lot of games, no, but yeah. So anyway, um, I know Mike mentioned. Although Dewitt mentioned um, getting, it's hard to lose a game by getting out gained two to or gaining out gaining the team two to one. Uh, the, the Rams would like the. Uh, what they would like a word because they outgained like <laughs> four to one and got the pass kick. So. Yeah, I mean, and what's the common theme? Piss poor quarterback play. I mean, yeah. you say you say four to one, right? I mean, the Ravens had four turnovers, Steelers had one. I mean, opening drive, pick six, opening drive, actually, first play, second half, pick. Um, there was a pick that was actually reverse, called not a pick because it bought the grounds. So that was another one LeBron, Le- yeah. Lamar got away. With and then the like I said the red zone five yard um, fumble he he stepped up into the pocket held the ball a little too long and you know fumble uh, was forced and Ravens lost the football so yeah I mean so so to, to the wit uh, yeah I guess as a Ravens fan you're like Steelers you know they're not so great but at the same time you're like man like. They're not so great. We still lost to them, <laughs> right? So yeah, Pittsburgh's good. Pittsburgh's good. Don't get me wrong, but they might be the most beatable seven and zero team I've seen in a while. They are. They have and and, and they, they've had a weak schedule early on. They're they're a dink and, dink and dunk team that has a pretty good defense. But you know, I will say this: Ben threw some ducks out there. Uh, watch that game. There's some. Ducks oh yeah, he's there. a fat bastard. I he's was fun. like, whoa. <laughs> so 
So anyway, we all but, get, we all get old and fat. I'm sure our listeners know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Dobbins, as uh, Hayward mentioned earlier, he was definitely a stud. Uh, I would say last week, which definitely want to go into a new segment of maybe calling out our studs and duds uh, from our fantasy football team. So I can start first, real quick. As I'm looking at my team, my team's three and five, by the way, and lost again. Uh, I guess Julio Jones was my stud. He had a pretty big game, over 137 yards. Um, so he kind of carried the team. You know, we still lost. But my biggest stud, which I don't know why I still keep him on my roster as far as starting, is AJ Green. You know, he's such a roller coaster year. Um, and he, at least Hollywood had one catch for three yards and a touchdown. But AJ Green just got me, I don't know, 3.9 points. So he's kind of just hurting me this year. But anyway, that's my stud dud. I don't know who wants to go next. Um, Kern, who was your stud dud of the week? Uh, so, I mean, I didn't have a lot of studs. I, I got oh, excuse me. Sorry. Mr. Fiala. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, my, like, my, my high guy was, was Corey Davis. Who's having a, a really good year. Oh, you picked out a free book. agency, by the way. You picked him up out of free agency, if I recall. Right? You didn't even draft yeah, him. Yeah, probably. Okay. Probably. And, <laughs> uh, either him or Gio Bernard, who I just picked up as well, knowing Nixon was out. And he's always been one of my more underrated players in the league I really like he, he's a captain there and it, yeah, he's not as good as Mixon but he's, he's a guy that you can trust you know three down back as long as he's not getting he hurt kinda, he, he kind of plays that James White role kind of yeah and, you know, being, you know being he's never going to be great but he's just consistently going to be that good third down guy Are you call him James and, White Light do it uh, yeah <laughs> I, even I, mean, well, light. I think yeah. he's just good <laughs> yeah yeah, I think so too. I mean, if you swap him out onto the Patriots, he'd probably have the same success James White's had. And the, and the way they actually ran the ball up the middle on the Titans with him was really impressive. That game was I, it was a bad game for Tannehill, but I mean, the way that that Cincinnati really just stepped up physically to a real physical team was very impressive. And my 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 dog. I'm, I'm already looking at him right now, so I, so I'm I'm waiting for you to call out his name. But go ahead. I mean, <laughs> Will Fuller 2.0, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. He's healthy. <laughs> he's good, but he man, he's been just getting nicked up the last month or 1. so. 1.6 points. 1.6. Holy. Christ. Yeah. 1.6. <laughs> yeah. After a game where he was targeted like 200 times, he scores yeah. like no that's, points. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantasy for you. Yeah, it is fantasy for you. All right, DeWitt, since we hear you uh, talking now, who who was your stud? Since you beat the defending champs. Oh, chance. my God. Yeah, who was your stud? <laughs> yeah, oh, geez. I, I, I can't really. It, it's a really hard decision, but I'm going to have to go with Delvin Cook on this one. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Delvin Cook. Uh, 224 total yards and four touchdowns. Um it doesn't get much better than that from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I think he scored uh, 49 point something points um, what, in, under school? PPR score. What did he go to? Sorry. I was, oh, <laughs> uh, the Florida State University. Uh, there you go, Ryan. That's a little call out for FSU. Um, but four touchdowns. Uh, um, and, of course, it had to be against Curran's team because, of course. 49 points. I'll be mad, too, Curran. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that like the player <laughs> high this year? Single-handedly, single-handedly won that game. For a running back, too. Not a quarterback, a running back. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, if I had a dud, it was Adam Humphreys, but who the <laughs> hell cares? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, George Kittle going on the IR for me is a dud too. That, that's that's not <laughs> forty nine <laughs> points. Holy crap! Josh, Josh Allen's not saving your ass this time, Mike. All right, <laughs> nope. All right, Hayward, you're last. Who was your? Let me try to pull up your 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 team. Who was your stud dud? Uh, stud is easy. The Philadelphia defense against uh, <laughs> Dallas. I mean, at this point, I think you're just you're just you know scouring the waiver wire for whatever defense is playing Dallas and just playing them. Uh, thinking, not thinking twice about it. So, yeah, my, my stud is easy, and it's Philadelphia's defense. And to, to that point, the defenses this week, I mean, you got Miami's defense, you're happy. You got Pittsburgh's defense, you're happy. Defenses kind of stood up this uh, this week. Um, not the way to play. Dud-wise. I thought I, you were going to say goes, Allen Robinson, Hayward, but I guess you can say the Eagles defense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Allen had a good game. I mean, I guess with, with, with the quarterback situation and – in Chicago, I should be you know, jumping for joy when Allen Allen Robinson gets twenty points. Um, but you know the, the defense, I feel like defense just sealed the deal. Um, you know, just to go off on a tangent here, Allen Robinson. I don't think there's a player in the NFL I feel worse for. Yeah, poor bastard. Now, now, first of all, I don't know how many running backs Hayward has on on his roster, but it's funny how he benched Dobbins and Edwards, who both had fourteen points. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sure did. Um, Kelly and Kareem. Well, what, what, what did Dobbins do before that to warrant starting? I mean, that happens. Against Pittsburgh. When, yeah, when Chase Claypool scored four touchdowns. He could have asked me to win. Actually, I said in the chat room, I said, uh, start start Edwards next week, if you guys recall. I didn't say Dobbins, but I said Edwards. But um, yeah. no, anyway. He hadn't done anything. So I will start them both again, Mike, next week if you <laughs> if, if you dare. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if Christian McCaffrey comes back. Then somebody's going to have. Oh, to you still got him? Oh. oh, 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 yeah. Don't don't you don't don't you worry. <laughs> My team is about to take off once that kid comes back. <laughs> All right, that was cool. That was great. So that was a nice recap, guys. Um, but as I'm pulling up next week's schedule, week nine, uh, I guess we should at least call out the Thursday night game, San Fran and Green Bay, which is actually tomorrow. Um, as we, we are recording this on a Wednesday, any thoughts on San Fran? I mean, who's the, is Jimmy Jeep? I'm like, what's, what's his status these days? Is he, is he still playing or what? <laughs> I mean, Does anyone he's care? Got a jacked up play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he left the game and it's not like, it's not like Mullins ever does any better or worse. It, it you know, it's, it's almost like they're kind of interchangeable for me. Um, it's not going to really matter to their game one way or another. They're going to play the same kind of game, but um, as far as that game Thursday, I a notification that IU just got put on the COVID-19 list. So that's going to be, uh, a, big that's going to be a big blow to San Francisco um, playing uh, playing on Thursday. They might get blown out here. Yeah, Pac- yeah, Aaron Rodgers is pissed after that, that Minnesota game. Packers need yeah. it. And this could be a Niners go home loss. but The Niners out. have been one of those teams, you know. Um, Frogs. Obviously, the talent's there, but it's like, you know, I, I think me and Corinne kind of had a little powwow about that when they were playing the Patriots. You don't know if they're going to lose by a lot or win by a lot um, week to week. But it but it certainly seems like they're, you know, whether it's COVID or injuries, uh, Kittle all out, Ayuk, you know, it seems like they're just trending backwards. All right, so guess the line to it, then. All right, if I were to guess the line, I would say Green Bay is minus five. Minus six. Close. All right. Well, there you go. 
Nah, I wasn't too far off. We got Sunday Broncos, Falcons, Seattle, Buffalo, Chicago Titans, uh, Baltimore, Indy. Uh, you got Carolina, KC, Detroit, Minnesota, New York, Washington, New York as as in the Giants, Houston, Jacksonville. You got Las Vegas. I'm still trying to get used to saying that. And the L.A. Chargers. Then you got Pittsburgh Cowboys, Miami Cardinals, or Miami, Arizona, however you want to call it. Um, Saints, Bucks, Patriots, Jets. Any calls from anyone with all those matchups? Just well, I mean, there, right? as far as divisionally speaking, the the Saints and the Bucks game is a biggie. Um, fighting for the top of the division. Both are two lost teams. The Bucks are at six and two. The uh, Saints at five and two with. Um, Already a head-to-head win over Tampa, so uh, I think that's a that's a pretty big game. Uh, With Breeze and Brady going back and forth on that touchdown. Thing. Yeah, did you guys did you guys see the commercial uh, during uh, during the Bucks Giants game? It was pretty funny. It was uh, it was Tom Brady and Drew Brees characters uh, characterized um, as cartoons on a teeter totter, and as they each went up the teeter totter, they jumped each other in touchdown passes. And then on a park bench watching them was Peyton Manning just sitting there watching. <laughs> uh, I, I try to avoid all, all conversations. <laughs> 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 he had a pretty sad look on his face watching from the bench. Um, I'm going to call it a game. How about Buffalo, Seattle, Mr. Curran? You got your Bills. Uh, I feel like the Bills have been home every single game this year. I don't know when have the Bills played on the road, Mike, or is it just me? Is the Bills always home this year? <laughs> no, they actually they they they've had, they have a pretty good schedule as far as like maybe you know no more than two in a row in either home or road. So, but, but no, yeah, but but, but, but am I off? The road and then they came back for it's New even England it's they, even they're 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 six and two, three and one at home. So okay. they've had they've had four games apiece. Okay, I just feel like they've been home every single time I've at least watched them or whatever. But I mean, uh, Seattle going that'll be a good game. That should be, is, is yeah, and that's a, that's a good game to call out. That's a pretty good football game brewing. It's in Buffalo. Um, Seattle's secondary can be had. Obviously, Seattle's hell of a tough team. They have Russell Wilson. That that's going to be a game. I like Luckett and Diggs in that in that matchup fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say if Bills yeah, win, they would not be pretenders. Boy in entire secondary. I don't know. Hey, Karen, I will say this. If Bills win, they're not pretenders anymore. I don't know what they are. <laughs> if they can stop Bills the are, game, then we'll talk. Just for the spread, um, the spread is Seattle minus three. Yeah. Um, could this be a Zach Moss uh, calling out? I mean, well, as far as a Zach Moss coming out party, that would have been last week, I think. But yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. I think the game I mean, script is going to lend more to throwing the ball from Buffalo's standpoint. Wouldn't you say, Corinne? Yeah, this is a this is a game where where they're going to probably have to put up some points and not I, really I would around with trying to establish the run and things like that. Because I can see Seattle taking really long scoring drives. So. Allen threw 18 passes last week. He's going to double that this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, thanks to the wit, I got DJ Dallas now uh, on my team. So um, I'm hoping he. I don't, why is that thanks? Why is that thanks to me? I because don't you get picked it. up Zach Wilkins <laughs> instead of him. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> From the Colts. 
So anyway, because I saw you pick up a running back. That's why. So you picked the the one who I wasn't ex- well the one who I wasn't expecting you to pick. So well, I have Jonathan Taylor now. So whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, how about Bears? Well, well, well. Before we get to that, Bears Titans, real quick. Bears are five and three. Titans are five and two. I really feel like the loser of this game, like we're going to question even more, right? I mean, we're already questioning the Bears, right? But I just feel like whoever loses this game is going to almost be not like eliminated, but like, man, this team is definitely pretenders. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but I mean, I'm in college. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but imagine if Tennessee loses this game, how all of our reaction? Yeah, that that's gonna be a tough thing to imagine. Um, They're they're pissed. And I can see Derrick Henry going off for a buck sixty. Um, yeah, if there's a weakness the Bears defense has, I think we've discussed this before. It's it's being soft against the run, not the pass. Well, I thought say. you were going to say Nick Foles. I think, this, <laughs> yeah, I, I think this. I think this sets up pretty well for Tennessee. Should they start Mitch Trubisky now? Uh, Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> start Chase Daniels. He's still there. Yeah. Or maybe uh, who's the, the the big dude from Tennessee years ago? Uh, the the balls, the Tyler Bray. He's yeah. still floating around. Andy <laughs> is, Reed. Uh, is Jim is Jim McMahon still available? I mean, I know we're looking too far ahead, but what if the Patriots lose to the Jets Monday Night Football? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think so. But <laughs> if that happens. Karen, you're banned from ever talking about the Patriots for the rest of your life. That's not happening. <laughs> if they lose to the 0-8 Jets. I mean, unless, unless Belichick's continued spite for the Jets is to, like, give them a win. <laughs> just to fuck with them. The, the reverse Belichick logic. Screw them <laughs> out of the number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be, I was going to say, I would ban the, the, the cheating word from you, uh, Karen, but actually that makes sense, though. Hey, we want Lawrence. So oh, that's let's... already been established. I don't have to worry about that. It's just it, it's, not, it's not going well this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what's the biggest departure on that team? I don't know. Maybe a Hall of Fame quarterback? <laughs> I'm just saying. Let me surp- okay, and New England's favorite. And New England's favorite seven. So, okay. So is this like a bounce back game to end it for Cam? So Cam has a great game. All right, Cam's now our – QB going forward or what? I don't think so. I mean, he he might, he'll play better than he did against Buffalo. Sure. It's still the jets, but uh, the jets are weak in 99% of places, but their secondary can actually be pretty tough at times. I, I still think it's going to be more ground and pound success from cam and, you know, maybe he'll hit a shot here or there deep. I think this game is going to be close. If there's anybody on that roster, that's even capable of running a nine Corinne, you're the, you're the expert on no talent at the Patriots wide receiver position. Can anyone on that receiving core run? I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who's there anymore. Uh, the, uh, Bird. There's um, a guy named Bird. I know that. Wait, there's a guy named Jacoby Myers. Yeah, he was he was targeted a lot last week. But, I mean, he was, yeah, but I don't think he's fast. No. Coach Ravens, both five and two. I think you guys heard the news of Marlon Humphrey. Uh, tested positive for COVID. What's crazy though mm-hmm. is um, they've isolated six guys that he's been around, all starters. Go figure. So they have to basically come back negative. I think a couple of days before the game. It's either like, like a day before the game or or a couple of days for them to play. So like from like Matthew Judon to like Deshaun Elliott 
to it's gotta be like two consecutive days of yeah yeah but it's like the starting like defense that like six players have to like test negative which is like crazy but just wanted to mention that um, I have not been watching the Colts at all this year. Have you guys been watching the Colts? I mean, I'm sure you guys have watched more than me, but I mean, five and two, it doesn't seem like it's a pretty five and two. I know Phillip Rivers has been doing okay. They're a, sol- they're, they're a solid system team, but they don't have an abundance of talent. And yeah, if, if you get them shot. out of their comfort zone, or even a little bit, yeah. they're going to, they're going to struggle. Yeah. But yeah. So you, you get what I'm saying, Corinne, like they're just, like, yeah. they're, they're, they have a good code. They have a good structure, right? Frank Reich has a good structure built in on that team. And that's, that's winning them some, some close games, but I don't think they're for real by any means. No, they, they, they protect and you know, they're, they're sound on defense, but good know, coach. You, I mean, you can, I'll, you can, I'll, I'll you can put right, pressure on rivers and either making him have to score or just putting pressure on him at all. He's going to give you the ball and say, thank you. <laughs> so he sucks rivers over, <laughs> over and under two more years. Over or under? For under. Under. Yeah, um, I said two more years. Two, two, two. I can see him staying there next year, depending on how this year ends. But right, one more year, Brian. One more year, one and more I think year. that's it for him. I, I think I, they're. I, I think they're of... looking elsewhere, though. That maybe you know, or maybe even seeing if uh, you know, seeing how Eason develops behind him. No, Eason. I liked Eason in last year's draft. That guy, the kid, has a lot of tools. Definitely be a change. Well, maybe, or maybe this is a better question. Who who retires first, Rivers or Brady? Rivers. Wow. Uh, Brady's, caveat, not um, Brady's got a with like, the, guy on the field. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say with the caveat of injury. If 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 Tom Brady is still standing, he'll last longer than Rivers. If he's not standing, then he won't. This is gonna be interesting. Then again, there's no such thing as being rich when you got nine kids. So Rivers needs a paycheck. All right, so let me add more to the pot. Breeze and also and also uh, who am I missing? Breeze and Big Ben. Who who's going to be the ultimate su- survivor out of those four? Brady, Breeze, Big Ben, um, and Rivers. Well, Breeze and Not Brady Breeze. have like their little they have their little touchdown feud going on. I'm sure the 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 arrogance of both guys wants to retire the career touchdown leader. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, that, that might go to Mike's point about one of them dying on the field because I think both of them in their vanity want to retire on top of that number. I really think that number is what, like the only reason Breeze came back this year. And I don't think he can come it back. Might be. It might I, be. I think and he wants to end on. Yeah. Oh, so as far as who stays, yeah. I mean, well, I know James is waiting. I think we lost Mike. I cut out for a second. <laughs> so you were saying, no, Mike. right? Yeah, I think he's right. I think the only reason Breeze is still around is because, I mean, that's that's a big record to have. And, you know, he figured if things went south with Brady, he could, you know, he could walk away at the end of this year up six or seven in Brady's toast. But now that they're trading it back and forth, they'll probably both come back. And, and then Ben is Ben is in the same boat, right? He's in the same boat as all of them. Um if he gets put down, he'll retire. If he doesn't, he might keep playing. Ben's in that Eli boat where they can't tell him shit. He's got to basically <laughs> decide, and whether and, and the, the franchise might go down with him. So stay tuned on that because I mean, there's there's no reason he should be as unchallenged as he is right now. I mean, they can't even. Really they, they know, I mean, do you think? 
do you think an owner like like the Rooney's bend the knee to Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah. Hmm. It's just like the Maras did for Eli. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Big Ben, right? Can anyone tell me what the line is without looking for the Cowboys Steelers? Hayward, do you have the line? Do you have the lines present in front of you? I hope not. No. Okay, so I'm, I'm sure. I'm do- going. I'm going my. I'm going minus 14. Okay, you're looking at it, DeWitt, obviously. I'm not looking at <laughs> it. You're not looking at it? Oh, it's minus, it's no, minus, it's minus 14? Stone gas. Wow, it's minus 14. Yeah, who's who's starting for Dallas? Uh, ben DiNucci, damn it. I thought it was the other kid, Garrett kid. I thought I heard Dalton was coming back this week. Maybe I'm wrong. COVID. No, no he's, I heard he's on COVID. He had COVID. Yeah, so he had the concussion, then COVID, and which is oh, like double whammy. That's cool. So yeah, we got we got Ben DiNucci again, which I've had a thing about since he was a freshman at Pitt before getting replaced and then going to James Madison. He's just he's just fun, but he sucks. Um, <laughs> there, there's a I just pulled up on Google the Google machine. Um, ESPN has an article that says Dallas Cowboys to start Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush at QB against the Steelers. Oh. Yeah, I saw that. Still around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Gilbert, son of. Come on, Corinne. Now yeah, look. Yeah, uh, Gail Gilbert. Yeah. Former Bills third stringer. Gail Gilbert. Gail Gilbert was uh, was uh, Jim Kelly's, well, the third oh. the third string quarterback on the Bills for many years. Poor Kaepernick. He's like rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> 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 yeah. Any Gary Gilbert, Gilbert gets that. The guy that was Gail Gilbert was the guy that was behind Frank Reich in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like I said, the QB pool is also getting pretty crappy too. And you got Jameis just sitting there holding a clipboard right now in New Orleans, saying, "Man, I just yeah, I, you know what the you know what the real, you know what the real tragedy of Gail Gilbert is, Ryan is uh, he lost four straight Super Bowl as a member of the Bills the very next year. He signed with San Diego. San Diego went to the Super Bowl and lost. He's the only player in NFL history to lose five Super Bowls in a row. Oh, wow. Wow. It's crazy. Well, now we know yeah. more about Gail Gilbert than we ever wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I'm full of these facts. <laughs> Any upsets Will you guys we- see? By the way, there's a lot of unbalanced matchups from what I'm looking at. I don't know if you guys see any upsets on your end. I mean, the Saints are what, five point underdogs. That I mean, technically, that's an upset. That seems weird. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have considering they beat the Bucks the first go around. And I mean, I know Tampa's improved since Week One, but um, five seems like a lot. Um, how about Miami yeah. over? How about Miami over Arizona? It's, it, it is in Arizona, but anyone seeing that game? A Tua calling out. And no. Tua's got to play a lot better than he did the last week. <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't look like he belongs there. Like okay, like rookie struggle, but we've seen Herbert especially, but Burrow like they look like they belong. They look like they're they're not lost. Tua looked absolutely lost last week, so yeah. he, he's going to need to I look mean, a lot better than that. To be fair, he he missed a lot of well all of his rookie camp in preseason, not just for COVID reasons, but. Also, the injury. He, he He's starting behind the eight ball more than any other rookie, and he debuted against one of the toughest front fours in football. So 
I'm I'm oh, gonna yeah. pump. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a a you know moratorium on his career or anything like that. I'm just saying that he doesn't look like he just sit him out. Then if he's not ready, that's fine. Right. All right. That's what I would have done, but you know they want to get him that experience for next year, I suppose. So hey, should we even mention the Giants and Washington football team game or what? Who? No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, the Giants should win, um, but we'll see. Um, no one cares though. So yeah. next, no. <laughs> next, next. You know, and, and 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 something to be said. Like you look at the Giants' schedule. Yeah, I get it. They're one and seven, but you know, several of their losses only add up to like five points. Yeah, they're they're competitive. They've been a they've been a tough football team. Um, but uh, no, I mean they're like <laughs> right there in so many games, and then. But I think to... it's safe to say the Eagles have probably been the best football team in that division. Like, I mean, yeah, obviously they're in first place, right? And they're in the NFC East. But I think we really look at it as far as how they at least competed in most of their games, right? I mean, or hey, well, you you correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you kind of watched most of the games uh, with your significant other. So they're the quote best. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean that finger quote pass. I mean, really, if you think about it, their their bad bad loss was against uh, Washington week one, but the Rams is like, eh, you know, what do you expect? The tie to the Bengals, you know, Bengals, you know, also yeah. the greatest, but they competed as far as well. They beat the Forty ers I mean, even I think they had a depleted roster then, but um, they played the Steelers and Ravens tough, uh, yeah. Giants and Cowboys. So, I mean, I think they've been. Probably pretty decent, you know, to say the least. Yeah, so. Decent is relative. Uh, <laughs> they're decent relative to everyone else in that division, but uh, they're, they're still also playing pretty bad. The, the fact that that Dallas game was close, that Dallas had a chance in that game, uh, <laughs> was was kind of pathetic. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, the, the Eagles have played scrappy, and credit to Peterson uh, for keeping that team focused and keeping them fighting to the last uh, last second, the last minute, a second in every game they play for the most part. But that said, there's still, uh, there's still not a good football team right now. Uh, that said, I mean, going forward, coming through the, the bye week and going forward, they should get nothing but more healthy or healthier. Uh, so, I mean, look they at, have, look at next year. They just played one of the better defenses in football and granted the, they didn't make them, but the plays were there, you know, the plays were there. Yeah. And, and you can say they have the best QB, right? In that division. Right now, starting right. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, guys, speaking the of G- by they, the got, they have two of the best QBs. Jalen Hurts in there too. Okay. All right, man. All right. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, Hayward. So you yeah, brought yeah, it up. Okay. 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 Wait a minute. So, so Hayward, since you went down that path, how about our how about our Denver listeners? I mean, Denver is an Atlanta went away from clawing back to to five hundred. Would do it. Do it. Can we pause real quick on that? I want to go back to the NFC East real quick with Hayward. So, what's your biggest gripe <laughs> with with Daniel Jones? Tell me, what's your biggest? Is it the, just reading defenses, like as far as accuracy? What I mean, you know, tackling himself, no. running. What, what what would you say is your biggest gripe with Mister Daniel Jones so far this year? Oh, what I thought you were going to keep going because all, <laughs> all the um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's the it's the the repeat mistakes he's making the same mistakes over and over whether it's ball security whether it's bad ball ball placement especially on throws outside of the numbers whether it's just this should what should be common sense pocket awareness or lack thereof that's really frustrating to watch him to watch him play football he's not an intuitive quarterback he's not an intuitive football player 
um, it's like watching, and I told Dwight this off off air. It's it reminds me of watching EJ Manuel, uh, his last year at Florida State, where mm-hmm. all the tools are there, right? Uh, are enough tools are there to be successful. He's ath- certainly athletic enough to extend plays with his legs when he has to, and and you know hit receivers downfield when the play breaks down. But it's all it's almost as if someone has to whisper in his ear, EJ, run, EJ, move, Daniel, move, Daniel. Roman, Daniel. Yeah, he's, he, he's not a quick twitch thinker at all. No, yeah, not at all. And I think, I think, the, I think what, when you specified it, Mike um, Hayward, when you specified it, it was like you were at a Florida State game watching EJ, and you had commented that even though he didn't play a poor game statistically, there were receivers running free down the field that he just didn't see. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 that seemed to to happen over and over again. Um, in the Monday night game, um, oh, I remember the one play he, he, he looked. The one play he looks to his primary read, and he comes off of him immediately to the other side of the field as his primary read breaks. Yeah, Slate was naked. Yeah, yeah, by himself. Um, yeah, but okay. Well, Mike, does he get a pass for being second year QB, first Heck full no. season? Okay, <laughs> so he could. I mean, he would he would, he would get a pass. He would get a pass if if he was making different types of mistakes. If he had some success early in his career, and no uh, defenses were adjusted, right? Defenses were adjusting to him, and he was making different types of mistakes because of how defenses are now playing him. Then I would then I would give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Then it would be up to him to kind of make that third adjustment to kind of get over and become a, a franchise quarterback long term. But that's not the case. The same mistake this kid made week seven last week he's making this week that's that's my issue yeah when i see jones it's it's a he does nothing other than maybe like straight line speed he does nothing at a a having a ceiling at a, of a top half quarterback i mean the, the the arms not there the velocity with accuracy that's not there he's not a quick twitch thinker uh, he's not really necessarily elusive he's he can move yeah but Things it's, get floating it's, it's, down the field. Well, when you see a new, uh, a young quarterback, you want to see at least continuous progress. You know, may, yeah, like Mike said, different mistakes or a, a, a plan, at least when you're coming to the line of scrimmage or, you know, a, adding layers to your game continuously. And when you start seeing that stagnant or, or that lack of progress, that's when it's time to worry. You know, there, there's, there's guys I've, mentioned that that I'm worried about that with and, and Jones and Haskins was the same way. He was just kind of I'm just gonna pitch it. And that's it. And when there's there's no well, you don't see any growth, it's basically it, he's cooked. So let me ask Mike this Hayward, Daniel Jones, week one starter twenty twenty one, yes or no? Um gun to my head, you yeah. know. Uh wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. There's nothing I've seen. I haven't seen anything thus far that is that has put me in the trajectory that he's going to be the week one starter next year. Uh, but that said, I and, I and I preface this like at the beginning of the show. I mean, that said, I got me. I hope the kid proves me wrong. He still has eight games. The schedule is going to lighten up a lot defensively. I guess at least against the defenses that the Giants are going to face. Uh, so I hope the kid proves me wrong. I hope like today was a watershed moment in his mind, right? That he has to change the way he approaches this this game we call football if he wants to be the starting quarterback next year. So we'll, we'll see. I, I hope he plays himself into a, a role next year, a starting role, but uh, I'm not optimistic because he hasn't shown 
me that he's that he's progressing to that end uh, thus uh, through eight weeks this year. Uh, current logic, he's better than Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I'm not even. I mean, you took a shot. Who else were you going to take? Well, he didn't. Well, he went untraded uh, at the deadline for a reason, right? I mean, he's literally on the scout team now for Washington. So, yeah. Um, the what you were mentioning the the Falcons game, right? Falcons yeah. and uh, Broncos. In Denver, yeah. Mr. Drew Locke, is he back now, guys? Oh, good lord! No, no, he's not back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. I I mentioned earlier that it. You know, privately, watching Locke and Herbert, it was like watching the same quarterback go back and forth in that that Chargers Broncos game, where it's like both guys justifiably to an extent, Locke less so. I was there's another year there, but it you know COVID and things like that, and he came in raw, but two guys that have no idea what they're looking at. So it's just I'm going to either pitch it deep or I'm going to check it down. You know, maybe Locke hit more things, you know, around like eight to 10 yards down, you know, in the middle of the field. But for the most part, it's just kind of easy, safe throws. Obviously, Fangio told Locke to dial it back a little bit. Um, but they went mostly through Melvin Gordon, even late. And um, they, neither wait, wait, neither wait, guy so knows what they're looking at yet. So now are you agreeing with my check down Charlie assessment? <laughs> no. No, because that's not who Drew Locke is at all. He's, he's gunslinger well, through and through. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're they're saying, dude, maybe settle down a little bit here. He's so like so five, he's not a Minshew. So basically, he's not a Minshew. Got it. How dare you? Don't okay. <laughs> pick a new guy. Sh- oh, shout out! Yeah. To, shout out to <laughs> um, Next thing you know, Ryan's going to be like tied to a telephone pole, yeah. and someone's going to walk by and be like, "You bad mouth Minshew, didn't you?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, there's no, there's none of that. Oh my goodness! That, that broken hand is someone else's fault. I don't care. Denver's got to. Denver's got to feature. Philip Lindsay Moore um, mm-hmm. through quarters one through three. I get like for passing situation, clear, clear passing situations. You want Melvin Gordon on the field. He's a, he's a better receiver and the better pass protector, but, uh, but man, he, he brings an element when running in between the tackles that uh, Gordon just doesn't have. Um, and they, they need to feature him more. I think. I think, he, no, and that's a good call. I think he's actually pretty un, unappreciated. Lindsay Gordon was a strong pick and Lindsay was what undrafted. Yeah. Yeah. And we know how you guys feel about, I I thought Gordon looked pretty good. And we know how you, and we know how you guys feel about, uh, undrafted free agents. Gus Edwards. Well, no, actually we called out, uh, well, I saw a a little bit of a crutch for me. I saw Lindsay play here in Colorado in college and DeWitt like called him out too. Like we, we actually, we actually called out and and wrote a, wrote, had a write up on Lindsay and ranked him. Uh, cause he thought we thought he was just being undervalued. Um, lo and behold, there's there, yeah there's like one draft guru in the world, me. Uh, who, uh... <laughs> All right, so just to kind of wrap some things up, guys. Any other final callouts or things you want to mention as we look into week nine going forward? No, um, Hayward, you said Chris McCaffrey's back. Maybe, maybe. I'm not. I'm not. Sure. I don't think it's etched in stone. Um, okay, because I mean, him coming back against the Chiefs could make Panthers at least a little feisty, considering that eleven points spread. It. But I, if McCaffrey's playing. I'm taking those points. Could be an interesting game there, especially not having tape on that for you know since week two. Uh, Kansas City, Corinne. I think we talked about this earlier in the week. 
is Kansas does Kansas City look quite as 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 in sync as they did last year in their Super Bowl run? I they're good. They have a really good record, but they look they just look more beatable than they did at any time last year. If that makes any sense, I don't think so. There was a middle point of last year where there were major concerns about them, and Mahomes wasn't healthy, and even when he his knee looked better, he was just kind of throwing things up for grabs. But and that defense was really bad too at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I do think you can keep that offense on the field or on the on the sideline for extended periods of time. But when I see that offense, it reminds me a little bit. It's a little Golden State ish, where like we're just going to turn it on when we need to. We're just kind of dicking around right now. We're just fucking with people, and we'll we'll we'll, catch, we'll see you in January. How about that? So right, it's, it's it's that Steph Curry logic. He could be like two for ten from the floor until midway through the fourth quarter, and then just bury you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what it feels like watching them, and uh, it's kind of wait and see as, as far as the offense. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Any other major callouts? I think we I think we covered this upcoming week pretty well. Aside from maybe um, maybe you, uh, Ryan, with uh, Baltimore playing Indy. I know you know we 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 took a few digs at Indy, but they are five and two um, playing against Baltimore. Um, that game, I think Baltimore's only a two and a half point favorite. So that could be a pretty good game as well. Yeah. It's actually a scary game. I mean, and also Ronnie it is Stan- a scary game. It's a trap game, trap game in Indy. Ronnie Stanley's out for the year. Our left tackle that just got paid. Marlon Humphrey is going to be out our, in my opinion, best defensive player on the field for the Ravens. Um, so it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, definitely trap game. Um, but this is definitely a key, like focus on Lamar and you know how's he going to bounce back? So I think all eyes will be on Mr. Lamar for this game. Do you think, um, a question for you, Ryan. Do you think there's anything to the Hollywood Brown, you know, gripe or concern that he's not getting enough targets downfield in that offense? Yeah, because so, <laughs> so this goes back to the Greg Roman issue. So he's actually mad at Greg Roman, not Lamar. Go figure, right? He even had a tweet that said, you know, what's the point of having soldiers if you don't use them? And which he did which he deleted after Mr. Harbaugh sent him a text. Um so you know with Hollywood, let's be honest, guys, he's a buck what, sixty? Soaking wet. So yeah. someone like Sneed can kind of catch the ball at the middle and kind of can take a hit. I mean, we all witnessed the hit he took last play of the game last week. Um, but Hollywood, right, they try to stretch him out, but the problem is he ends up just being a decoy in a lot of ways. I mean, in my opinion, Hollywood's a really good receiver. He can he can he's fast, he can um he, he runs good routes. I mean he's just fragile, right? Um but right now he's just kind of useless in our offense um as far as just how we've been using him. I mean there's games where he will have eighty yards receiving and out didn't even notice it. I'm like, oh, he did? Yeah. Because, you know, he's a big play guy for us, but we don't really use him in and out like you would think, you know, we would. But then again, we're a running team. So uh, just, so they're going to definitely yeah. force feed him the ball. I will say that. Be If if if, if you have – well, actually, I have Hollywood on my team. But definitely I would look at that target stat next week or this upcoming week for Hollywood. They're going to force feed him the ball. It's tough with a with a downfield guy that's a little undersized. You know, he's not Tyreek Hill. We'll put it that way. But a uh, no. question for Corinne: um, Would he benefit the same way the same way Will Fuller does? Would he benefit if there was maybe maybe more talent or production on the other side? I, I mean, talent or production or 
this is it's it's who Lamar is. There's he's somebody to a, open up the middle. He's not somebody a passer, to open up so the middle for, for Hollywood. Right, but let me. Well, that, but, that's a, that's a, that's what the whole offense does. The whole offense opens up downfield for Hollywood, basically. But now teams are kind of sitting back a little bit, like, okay, we know we can bottle that Lamar coming up the middle, or we know where he's going to throw the ball. So we're just going to take too deep because we don't need to even worry about the guys on the outside. Yeah, we not, can throw linebackers on that for all I care. Not being able to run the ball consistently. That, that hurts too. That, yeah. that and a lack of a third and long playbook. I mean, I think, Karen, you should notice, you know, watching or at least, you know, following Greg Roman for a bit. But no, like the Ravens, the third and long plays, <laughs> I mean, there's not too much in that playbook as far as receiver, post corner, receiver out. And yes, we can go back to Lamar. Can he make those throws, right? But to your point earlier, uh, I think Mike said this, that you got Andrews as far as in the middle of the field between the hash marks. You got Steve in between the hash marks. So if we know that's Lamar's strength, right, throwing it up the middle, then where's Hollywood in the mix, right? And I'll be honest with you, when Hollywood catches the ball, he's a really good yak yards receiver and also someone that can protect himself when he, you know, when he quickly gets the ball. But like I said, he's not really, he's really not made for our offense, to be quite honest with you. Well, you need him because you, if there's nobody to keep defenses back, of course, then they're all just they're gonna put eleven in the box and they're just gonna go like Madden punt rush. No, and I get that. Right, 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 right. Right. No, 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 and I get that. Yeah, and I'll take the next step on that. Without a Hollywood Brown, teams would just sit in zone, and Lamar would have used it. Yeah, right. But well, it goes. You but, can't play. You can't play I mean, man with Lamar. The only, the only chance of facing man to man they have is the threat of Hollywood. Right. But my point is, we have not been utilized. I mean, we don't throw the ball as deep as you may think, and that's kind of been the criticism on Greg Roman and even uh, Lamar. Kind of sh- complained. He kind of nicely called it out during the Chiefs game that, man, we didn't run enough seam routes. But that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, like I said, not to go too... His, his frustration's a little bit, I mean, on top of being a Brown, you know, if, there, if there's any correlation with his cousin, but I mean, it's asking a guy to run deep that many times and not get the ball and lose, that wears on a dude. Like, I gotta fucking do this again? <laughs> I can just... It, it, to me, I, I, I've... I've Done those things where, like, he's, you know, just okay. You're you're gonna go run, like, all right, man. He's whatever. He's a really good receiver, I think, but he's small, so he's a small target for Lamar. And we know Lamar is not the most accurate QB in the world, so it's you know, like I said, I get the go route, right? You know, uh, trying to spread the defense or have the, or have the defense at least respect, you know, <laughs> your your office overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're still, we're starting to see more and more as far as teams stacking the box and then with the QB contain, right. You know, just people, you know, just players waiting on the outside for Lamar to scramble right or left. Yeah, so. That fourth and two. Yeah. That, that basically that bottleneck Lamar, as soon as he pulls that ball down, you know, he's running up the middle. They just attack knowing exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. So, but guys, we're actually out of time. Um, way to end on the Ravens guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, we a sour problem. note. Yeah, so uh, quickly, you can follow the deep dive uh, report on uh, Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, Spotify, uh, deep dive report at Instagram or on Instagram, Twitter as well, Facebook, and here, Mike, I'll give you the honors. Karen, where can we follow you on Twitter? At underscore Mickey Dickey on Twitter. How do you spell that again? Oh. M I C K Y D I C K Y. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, and Hayward, where can we follow you? Or how can we follow at, you? At Lawgrad Mike. On via Twitter and Mr. Fiala. At Alternative Football Three Six Five.
All right. Good chat, everyone. Uh, we'll resume again next week. Later. Sounds good, right?